helping disciple-makers ignite a movement locally and globally. This is the Disciple First Podcast. Now, here's your host, Craig Etheridge. Welcome, everybody, to the Disciple First Podcast. It's a podcast by disciple-makers and for disciple-makers. I'm Craig Etheridge, and I'm here with uh, Brian Haynes. Brian Haynes is a lead pastor at Bay Area First Baptist Church in League City, Texas. Brian is the creator of the Legacy Milestone Strategy designed to inseparably link church and home to equip the next generation. Brian is married to his high school sweetheart, Angela, and they have three daughters. He's a graduate from Baylor University, Southwestern Seminary, and Liberty Theological Seminary. And Brian is a good friend of the Flashpoint Conference. He's been uh, a consistent speaker at our Flashpoint Conferences and a great friend. So Brian, thank you so much for coming on uh, the podcast. Yeah, Craig, thanks for having me. Man, we are we are pumped up today because we're we're going to talk a little bit about disciple making and family ministry. And a, a lot of times, you know, you do disciple making, you think of it more programmatic in the church, but then the family kind of gets disconnected from that. So, Brian, I want you to help us understand what that would look like to help families make disciples in the church, but in partnership uh, with their with their home and their families. Sure. Well, I think uh, I think most families that are in, in a local church already know that they're supposed to be making disciples uh, with their kids. The the big question they have is how how do you do it? And if the church can answer that for them, uh, we're well on our way to, to partnering with parents to make disciples. And so that's what we've tried to do over time is really just uh, give parents. And grandparents a path to walk, you know, just kind of help them understand where to step next in order to lead their kids and on a, along a disciple making path. So what we did is basically we uh, took things that everybody in our church already understood as sort of milestone events in their spiritual life. And uh, we lined them up uh, and created a strategy called uh, the legacy path, which is just a path of seven milestones. Uh, designed to to partner church and home. And there are things like parent-baby dedication, salvation and baptism, uh, preparing for adolescence, purity for life, rite of passage, high school graduation, and then the adult milestone is life in Christ. And so those were concepts that everybody in our church already understood simply because we were already doing baby dedication. We were already doing baptism. Uh, we already had a sort of a true love waits event and, as that purity for life milestone. So uh, since they understood it, it just really didn't seem like a big change for them. But the win was we said to them, hey, let us help you understand where your child is along this path. And then let us teach you uh, how to lead them to the next uh, milestone. And so what we did is we began to... Uh, really focused on teaching uh, parents as disciple makers and grandparents as disciple makers, three key behaviors that they need or disciplines that they need to practice in the context of their home to lead their kids along this path. And uh, those behaviors are things like uh, faith talk, you know, having a family devotion or faith talk and intentional time around the scriptures uh, each week in the context of your own home. <laughs> 
that you lead uh, that's, uh, that keeps in mind where your kids are on that path. And then secondly, we teach parents how to uh, capture God moments. And that's just um, those things that happen along the way uh, that we have the opportunity to speak uh, biblical worldview or gospel into or demonstrate the faith around. And then the, the third uh, discipline that we really want to teach them is to celebrate milestones as they happen in, in a real effective way. All of that is really based on uh, the Shema, the Deuteronomy 6, uh, 4 through about verse 9. And, and what we do is we try to teach parents that uh, discipleship of your kids, it's not really about the mountaintop moments, it's about the mundane. Like Deuteronomy 6 says, as you walk along the road, as you sit in your home, as you lie down, as you get up. And so we have to have a plan every day exercising sort of these disciplines, these three disciplines or behaviors um, to lead our kids spiritually. So uh, that's the, the plan in a nutshell. And uh, the, I guess the bigger uh, picture is uh, we've been working this plan now in, in two churches, uh, first at Kingsland Baptist Church in Katy, Texas, and then now at Bay Area First Baptist Church and seen and implemented in two very different uh, formats. But the results are pretty much the same, that uh, parents and grandparents, one, are so glad to know uh, where to step next and what, what comes next and what milestone they need to be working toward. And then they're ecstatic to know what to do. Uh, so we just train them how to have this faith talk, how to capture the God moment, how to celebrate the, the milestone. Um, what we've seen over time is uh, a couple of things. We've seen the story sort of change uh, as we've become a disciple-making church in the, in the realm of family ministry. Uh, the story for sort of children and youth salvations were always around uh, big events like vacation Bible school or camp, um, anything like that. And now we hear more and more and more, uh, my mom led me to Christ, my dad led me to Christ, my grandfather led me to Christ. And, and we're hearing stories of uh, discipleship that's taking place around the family table versus the idea that all discipleship takes place on campus on Sunday uh, in the children and family ministry uh, arena. Man, I'll tell you what, that is so exciting to see parents engaged, you know, because so much of the time parents are like saying, hey, you church, you take my kid and you, you, you win them to Christ, and you disciple them. You know, that's not my responsibility, but to get parents to own it that's a, that's a huge step forward. Hey, let me ask you a question, Brian, as you're talking about these three disciplines here. Uh, could, you, could you do a little deeper dive on each one, like the family talk? Uh, what, is that, what does that look like? Sure. So the faith talk is, is what, basically what we call it. What we try to do is get our families to, to set aside time one uh, day per week to have time, focus time around the scripture together. And uh, the, way that we, the way that we empower them to do that as a church is we take uh, the sermon that everybody, hopefully everybody heard on Sunday morning, 
and we write family faith talks that are in our worship guide or, or, or you can get them online uh, that are focused on the content that the parents heard on Sunday morning in church. So hopefully what we've done is filled the uh, parents tank. Uh, this, this, you know, just right now our church is in the book of Ecclesiastes. And so, uh, yesterday we were Ecclesiastes two. And so they got a faith talk, uh, and they went home and they had four questions. So they sit either, um, in their home or around their table. Uh, some people tell me that it actually happens in restaurants right after uh, church at lunch. Uh, our family likes to sort of make it an extended time and we'll, we'll walk to the pool or walk to Starbucks or Tutti Frutti or whatever and sort of make it an, an event each week. And, uh, and we'll simply read the, the biblical text and then we'll ask the questions. Now, if you're a practitioner in church world, especially if you're like a children's minister, you may be thinking to yourself, okay, well, how does that work? If you have, like in my house, we have a 17-year-old, a 14-year-old, and an 8-year-old. Uh, how are you going to tailor that conversation to the 8-year-old or to the 17-year-old? And the question is, uh, you're just going to have to be a little bit more flexible than designing something specifically for that 8-year-old. This, uh, this is, in some ways, an intergenerational conversation. And that's where uh, we're, I feel like we're busting compartments. Like, I want the 8-year-old to uh, hear what the 14-year-old is saying and what questions they have. And I want the 17-year-old to invest in the eight-year-old in the midst of that uh, faith talk. So we shoot for that, teaching our people to do that uh, one time a week. The reason we say one time a week is that uh, I've just surveyed so many churches now and know that uh, in the average really good, solid biblical church, less than 7% of adults with kids age 18 uh, and younger live in the context of their homes actually do any kind of family devotion or faith talk at all. And so we're not going to ask them to move to five times a week or seven times a week. We're going to, we're going to ask them to make the leap from zero uh, to one. And for our church, uh, you know, the big obstacle to that is we're too busy. And so we, uh, went through a process of uh, reducing all of our, our Sunday afternoon evening events, in fact, getting rid of them to give that uh, Sabbath time back to families so that they could actually do these faith talks. Um, and it's been a great thing uh, for us. And, and, uh, and the, the reality is if we, you know, when we started surveying, uh, at Kingsland, especially 7% said that, uh, that they were doing anything. By the time we got done surveying there over a seven-year time frame, uh, you had upwards of 50% saying they were doing a faith talk. That's 50% of parents uh, surveyed that have kids 18 and under live in the context of their home. So that's a, still an F on a math test, but that's moving the ball way yeah. forward uh, in the context of the church. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, um, just getting parents to have these kind of faith discussions with their children is so powerful. Uh, what, about, what about the God moments? Yeah, so the God moments are uh, moments that we have with our kids where something happens and we have the opportunity to share biblical wisdom related to life. I'll give you just a couple of examples. Uh, I remember one in particular, uh, my now 
eight-year-old. We were walking uh, somewhere in the neighborhood and it was late, sun was going down and it was just one of those sort of beautiful Gulf Coast pink and red and orange and uh, just a beautiful sight. And, uh, and our eight-year-old Eden said, Dad, God is a great artist. And we just got to take some time to talk about God as creator and that he's the one that makes us creative and that he is a great, great artist. He made everything, you know. And so for her, that was a significant um, opportunity to, to talk about some pretty uh, essential doctrine. And, uh, and so that's a God moment. But it could be anything. It could be uh, you saw somebody get baptized on Sunday and you, you talk about their story afterwards or you took the Lord's Supper at church and and you spend time with your kid just talking about what that actually uh, what that actually means as they're getting older. Uh, and as as ours have gotten older, the God moments um, have a lot to do with just life. You know, how do we how do we choose a college and how do we how do we manage friendships and relationships and how do we engage in the culture? And all these things are just questions that come up along the way. And these, these we, we tell parents, these are God moments. These are opportunity for you, the primary faith trainer, to invest in that kid or that teenager uh, that's asking the questions, that's dealing with the, uh, dealing with the issues. Um, our oldest uh, started taking college uh, dual credit classes this year at College of the Mainland uh, here on the south side of town. And uh, she engaged a lot in a psychology class and a sociology class with uh, transgender issues and identity issues, and and we had tons of God moments about how do we, how do we demonstrate the faith, stand up for what we believe in, and at the same time love people like Jesus loved them. Uh, and so, I mean, just just the moments as they come by, these are the God moments, and if we we can let them go by, or we can use them to invest. Uh, wisdom that comes from God into our kids' hearts. I think this is impressing uh, the commands of God on their, their heart. So that's God moments. Yeah. As you talk to pastors, I know you do that uh, quite often, and maybe those listening in to this podcast right now, what would you tell pastors about the importance of equipping their families to have these moments? Yeah, well, I think it's uh, I think it's really important, and the reason is it's uh, it's a simple thing that they can do, and they don't even realize that it's an opportunity. Uh, we found this to be the case over and over again. So the first thing that we're doing is illuminating them to the idea that you have a lot of uh, influence in your kid's life, and you have opportunity all the time. And so we want to we want to teach them to be with their kids. And to pray uh, specifically for wisdom to know how and when to, to insert biblical truth uh, along the way. I think it's so important. I remember one family in particular that, uh, you know, one of the big obstacles to this is you, you actually have to be with your family in order to uh, in order to catch the God moments with them. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, one of the big obstacles, at least in the suburbs is like, okay, well, um, we're so busy with sports and then, uh, everybody, you know, mom and dad are both working full time and just all of that. And I remember one family in particular, uh, that came to me after one of our training sessions and said, uh, uh, 
the, the mom who was an OBGYN, very successful OBGYN said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to cut down my hours to part time just so I can be with them and capture the, uh, the God moments. And she made a significant life adjustment that I think she had five boys that change has five boys that changed, uh, the, the trajectory of those kids' lives as disciples of, uh, of Jesus. So this is really, uh, really important. I also think it's how Jesus taught. If you, if you look at, at how he's walking around those disciples uh, all over the, the Gospels, you see that as he's walking along the way, he's constantly teaching related to things that they see or, or experience. And, uh, and this is kind of how we're wired to learn. Gives us a great opportunity to demonstrate the faith in a really simple and tangible way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you are listening uh, to this podcast and you would like to know more about uh, how to have these faith talks, capture the God moments, celebrate the milestones, then you can find out more on disciplefirst.com. Disciplefirst.com is your one stop shop for disciple making resources. Also, come to the Flashpoint Conference and talk to Brian yourself uh, and find out more about what this looks like in the context of the local church. Uh, and uh, along the way, just you begin to lead this out in your own life. If you got kids at home, go ahead and start investing in them, having those faith uh, talks and capturing the moments and sharing those stories and celebrating the steps with your children, and then sharing that on with those in your church. Uh, you know, so much of disciple making is just doing it and, and leading by example. And uh, Pastor, you will make a big influence when you live it out in your own life. Um, until then... Uh, go and make disciples.